All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Roman S. I go by The Funny Latino, and thank you very much for tuning in yet once again. This is episode three of The Spark Cast. And this is your boy, El Coqui from the Bronx, just coming at you. I'm ready. I'm Lisa. Sexual harassment is described as a range of actions involving the harassment of a person due to his or her sex. Actions may include unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, verbal or physical harassment of a sexual nature, or the creation of a hostile working environment. Sexual harassment often involves bullying or coercion, and the harassers typically have social or economic power over the victim. Sexual harassment is a form of illegal employment discrimination in many countries, although the legal and social definitions of sexual harassment vary by jurisdiction and culture. Laws surrounding sexual harassment typically don't prohibit simple teasing, offhand comments, or minor isolated incidents. To be considered illegal in most countries, the harassment must be either so frequent or severe that it creates a hostile work environment or the worker's reaction to sexual advances must be tied to an employment decision such as being demoted, fired, or offered a promotion. The harasser can be the victim's supervisor, a supervisor in another area, a co-worker, or someone who is not an employee of the employer, such as a client or a customer. An employer is typically responsible for trying to stop sexual harassment when they become aware of it. Harassers or victims can be of any gender. What really bothers me here is that to be considered illegal, the harassment must be either so frequent or severe that it creates a hostile work environment. Like, why does it need to be severe? Because it is obvious that we live in a society, number one, that continues to be patriarchal, and there is an embedded hatred towards women and it is through that embedded hatred that most likely they want to see a level of suffering being had before complaints are reviewed and looked into right but that's the case no matter what gender you are it has to be severe enough for them to actually do something about it I'm pretty sure that if we were to look into the number of cases for harassment filed by men versus women, the disparity would be eyebrow popping, not raising, because you'll realize men really don't complain about it. That it happens, it does. And I would say I was a victim of sexual harassment at a company I worked in. And when I chose to speak up, I was fired. Well, let's talk about the law, all right? Because remember this. Sexual harassment is always at first an allegation, okay? It has to be proven. Now, I do not condone sexual harassment Nobody here whatsoever. Does. And if you're guilty of it, well, then you're guilty of the punishment when it comes to you, okay? It's just that simple. It's wrong. It should never be the, the norm. And the fact that, honestly, I, I'm a little disappointed that we have to have discussion now when this discussion should have been had years ago. Well, what do you think is it about the climate that we're currently under that has made this such a hot topic? Let's not just say Harvey Weinstein because the truth is Harvey Weinstein was the freaking, I want to say the Trojan horse that... Broke, broke loose a pinata of freaking predators. He brought it to the news. You understand? But what is going on that all of a sudden now it's become such an issue? Well, we have some very special guests with us today. That we do. That we do. And we also have a panelist that was with us the last time. But ladies first. Hi, I'm Vanessa La Verduga. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very happy to be here with everyone. I'm a lawyer, I'm also an artist, and I hope to contribute to the conversation. Hi, my name is Mary, and I work in a human resources. Mary? Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm a human resources manager for a international corporation, um, and I really just want to contribute to the fact that it's a reality, right? Men don't come forward as often as women, but... What have we done as a society to kind of encourage these behaviors? Now, yes, Me Too is becoming very popular, but, you know, we look at the last 50 years in this country and it's been okay for a man to be in power and it's been okay for a man to dominate a woman. So now we're coming forward and we can step up and say that this is wrong, um, but it's going to be a long, long time before anybody sees the change that we want to see. There you go. Okay. And now... Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eric Ariola, and um, I'm here to give my two cents and what I feel about this topic. First, I wanted to say that in regards to sexual harassment, 
Roman, you were touching on the fact that what's changed in the climate. And to me, I think that the fact that somebody like a Harvey Weinstein is coming down his empire is a testament that women are changing the climate. Women have the power to do that and they are doing that. So for anybody that's that's becoming or that's thinking in ways of being a predator, I suggest you watch out. Well, hold on. What do you mean I watch out? You mean... I said women. I didn't say oh, you. I said anybody. <laughs> oh, no. I think, I, I think Wait, you're absolutely you right. I think you're absolutely right. Men, we need to watch out. We need to watch out because ladies are... are let, let me tell you something. By the way, you just touched us on something. The most ladies have been running for office right now. And why? They're tired of being victims of men power. They're tired. And guess what? Touche, ladies. You should be. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the, the Harvey Weinstein thing was so, gave women permission. Because for the longest we felt like, and I still feel that way sometimes. Because I'm, I'm, as an artist, I'm, I'm, I do music in urban Latino music. So I'm in a male-dominated genre, in a male-dominated music industry world. And what ends up happening is that many times I find myself always checking myself and being like, am I being too much too naggy? Am I asking for things a little too much? It's and so I don't give myself permission because society has raised me that way. Now, let me ask you this. In your experience as a recording artist, mm-hmm. as a performer, have you ever felt, I would say, like, I guess the tentacles of toxic masculinity reaching for you? Oh, constantly. And microaggressions. Does it piss you off? Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. It upsets me a lot. But it also fuels me to actually be an advocate awesome. and to be an activist awesome. and to continue doing because I do it all through my work. My, awesome. my music is about female empowerment. There you go. So I feel like, you know what? I need to show this and I need to set the example for other women to feel that they have permission and that they're okay and not feel like me because even though I still feel sometimes like I gotta, I have to like watch what am I saying or how I'm acting or what I'm doing when I shouldn't. But I give should yourself feel some credit. You're doing I something. I know, but I'm doing something You're because doing something. at the same time I'm so trying remember to that. help myself yeah. have that cathartic that. experience. But remember though that it's something that we, we, we kind of were taught that way. You gotta look a certain way. You can't gain weight. Absolutely. You have to, you know, long hair. It's a thing that's been ingrained in us. That, but we you, gotta, you gotta admit, Lisa, that's a Latina thing too. To a it degree. It is. It's a Latina Ooh. thing. I want you to elaborate on what you're saying. It's a little bit to our heritage. This is the dilemma for Latino men. Recognizing your woman's strength, accepting it for what it is, it's not there to hinder you. It's there to help you. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you weak. Mm-hmm. It makes you a man. This is your partner. That's the problem. Well, it does have to do a lot with our Latin culture. We do have machismo, yeah, for example. Um, so that is something that that one thing machismo. That, <laughs> everybody, go one ahead. Thing that he said machismo. That was really key was remembering that that's your partner, right? Like for how long wasn't it like that's your property, not your partner? Exactly. And there's a really big difference between that's the two. you. Beautiful. <laughs> I love to read and I do a lot of reading and the, the thing that has been totally like weighing on my conscience is, you know, where is it that we men come off with the audacity and I guess the, I don't know, it's self-inflicted, I, I, I don't even know how to, maybe I, I can't describe it because I really can't describe it because I myself was raised by my mother, my grandmother, and my sister, mm-hmm. so I can't have any hatred towards women. I'm mm-hmm. as I'm try I try to be as supportive. I'm not a saint. Let me not let me not sound like I'm a saint, <laughs> and I'm freaking you know like Superman. But I'm not. You know, I'm a man like every other man, and we'll get into that. But my, my thing is, like, you know, my research and my reading, I've been wanting to understand where is it that men come off with that arrogance and... and, and so then, and, Roman, what you're saying, what you're saying, if, I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt you, my brother, but okay. what you're saying is you actually agree. Machismo is a problem. Machismo is disgusting. It's a problem. It is, it is. It's it a is. problem within the Latino... Forget about yeah, it being yeah, a problem. Yeah, I already said it's disgusting. It, it That's is. it. It's disgusting. It's I don't want it. But it's also taught behavior. And so how mad can we be at, at the people people before us that were machistas when they learned that behavior from somebody else True. like True. you know you also have to understand that there's there's this but how whole do you, generational but hold on the point that i was trying to elaborate on was if you look at any one of our scriptures any religion or anything women aren't celebrated in a single one of them 
No, that's not true. Go ahead, name they one. They are so celebrated. I have to agree with you. And that's not, that's not true. Think about biblical it. Scriptures, who's, who's the most significant? Women is the strength. Wait, in biblical wait, wait. wait. Women who's, is the strength. Who's the most significant woman in the Bible? The Virgin Mary. And who's the other most significant woman in that in that book? Mary Magdalene. She was the exact opposite of the Virgin. The Mention Bible her. was written by man. Yes. Okay. You mean Jesus let's, didn't write the Bible? Let's get no. It was it was an oracle story for hundreds oh, oh, and thousands. Wait, hold on oh, a second. Wait, 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 wait. They wait, actually first, wrote it. Okay, yes, that is true. But the reality of it is, is that what we know as the Bible, there is a lot of books that were also written by other You're right. people. Right, but what we know as the Bible never is never allowed is to the be King in the Bible. James translation. Exactly. Right, but there's a ton of translations. Right. That's, that's, that's the that most we, common that's one. That's exactly the point. You're absolutely right, Lisa. There are books that have never, uh, that, that, there are scriptures that never made it into the Bible. And why? Because they were seen by the religious authority at the time as blasphemous, as any way that they could be taken the in the wrong way. Yeah, but to be fair. And usually those were conducted by men. Remember that. So what it comes down to is our, I'm going to own it because I'm a man. I'm a man. I have to own part of it. Our indoctrinated sense of hatred and desire to control women comes from whatever fears have been instilled and systematically passed on from generation to generation that starts with religion. I disagree disagree completely. And to be fair, it doesn't matter where you are in this world, you are going to be a victim of sexual harassment as a woman. Um, I think that race, religion, creed, it does not matter what you believe in. You are going to be put in a situation at some point in your life where you have to look over your shoulder, where you have to second guess whether something that someone said to you was meant to be to put you in a position of fear. I absolutely agree. I have to disagree with you, Rome. I love you like a freaking brother. So you, all right. So religion has to nothing disagree. to do with it. I have, nope. to, I have to disagree on this because that's uh, why priests I, 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 I sexually molest children. No, that is not why priests anything sexually molest children. I think what I has everything to do why, why people commit what they commit is because they are humans. And, and it's not just sin. priests. And, and sin, none yeah. of them, none of them are righteous enough to call themselves righteous. That's the whole point. There was one being, if I remember when I read the Bible, Jesus, who died perfect. And Jesus ain't Amen. sexually harassed okay. nobody. Let me you tell you that. Jesus, the only God, the king of all kings, right okay? That was the only human. And the truth all right? is... Everyone else, let me tell you, you fall short. Hold on. And You're falling the, short. And the truth is that if we actually lived the way Jesus taught, we would not be having this conversation. We wouldn't. And preach... Preach. All right. <laughs> All right. So welcome back to. <laughs> that's the truth. Hallelujah. Yeah, we got it's it going on right now. It's getting I, deep I, up in here. You know. <laughs> Roman, I, I kind of, I, I have to say that I, I don't agree a hundred percent that it all originates from there, but I do believe that religion has contributed to a lot of the, it, it comes of the culture. From there. It comes from there. I no, mean, I it's historic it views of religion if, if, because let's this. let's get it correct, guys. I don't think it comes. You from have there. these so-called white Christians who are avid Trump supporters. Let's get it correct, I re- man. How and many, these are Christians. Let's go back to wait, this wait, conversation. Wait, 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 finish here. Right, but they these also think less of women. Christians here. Yes, and but, they got this certain view. Of, of of what God meant and, and, and what God wanted that's totally distorted. Totally distorted. Can I ask? Can I and, ask? And it sure as hell ain't Christian. I just want to ask though. I want to ask. How many of us have read the Bible? I know I've read the Bible. I have. I have, yeah. I've read little. All right. What did pieces. they do to women in the Bible when they had their menstrual cycle? Because they were so loved and celebrated. What did they do to women in the Bible when they had their menstrual cycle? They weren't even allowed to be in their village. They had to go stand in the river with their legs open until they stopped bleeding. By the way, that's not just something that happened in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, that has happened in the world. You talk about in Africa right now. In Africa right now, they're still doing that. And what does that have to do with religion? I wonder how the sexual harassment, uh, you know, 
I guess what, what his stats are out there. The our, our society right now still doesn't really. Value I don't think no, no women man and the menstrual cycles. For example, like girls have to go out and buy all that kind of you know pads Word. and all this other stuff. They have to pay money for all of you that. You know, finally I think now they're, they're about the, to start. That's the problem. That's the problem. Why do women ago. have to go to a river? Okay? I don't got to pay for toilet tissue. Why do women have to go to a river? That was five hundred years ago. Still in Africa. If that's the case, if they're still doing that, why the hell do they got? to do that man when you got to, i mean think about it. i mean that just just goes to show the, the the where this world think about little things such as that women in africa because are still going to menstruate at a river and they can't go to school the entire week that they're on their menstrual cycle mm-hmm. like this is something that's happening today i know that's, people that, that wouldn't that's mind that. something to think about and, and let, let, let's get this also correct guys this is sexual harassment in america why do you think sexual harassment is in a third world country where a woman's right they just it's show even, up dead. Even yeah. less. They just show up dead. Let's there's, think. Let's take that into consideration when we have this discussion. Mm-hmm. Because there's a third world country in South America. There's many, and these women are treated worse than toilet paper. And, and if they say anything about it, ooh, watch out. Well, a lot of times what happens is that women are usually victims that are often not believed, right? And sometimes, you know, the way that we dress. You know, some people may perceive it as, oh, well, you, but you're, you're, you're wearing a pencil skirt. You're oh my goodness. You know, you're wearing a, you, you're showing a little cleavage, you know? And so it's like, we asked for it. Mm. When in reality, maybe we're just trying to be professional. We can't, like that woman that sued because she had a really nice body and she was being sexually harassed at work a few years back. That's fantastic. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say it. True But story. that's what I'm saying. See. <laughs> You know, I say there, there's pros and cons to everything. So we are discussing the cons. Sexual harassment comes with many cons, but I'll tell you the pro about it. All right. You're educating society. A person has the right, regardless of their gender, has the right to dress how they want to dress, enter a place and not be harassed, yes. not be looked at You're a certain way. Right. Yep. You know, even if it's like a gordita showing like chichos, right. Shout out to the she has a right to yeah, show her chichos. Right. All right? She need love too. Shout out to the She bookie. wants to wear no, a hoochie true. mama outfit to work. Detroit said it best. She want to wear a hoochie mama outfit to work that's, and you should leave her ass alone. That's it. That's absolutely Well, I don't know about all that. Yeah, really. Listen, it does Because happen. there's rules at work. I, listen, listen, I don't listen. know about all that. Cover all that. No offense. Me too. I got to cover my body. She got to cover my body too. I've seen it. Me too. This is America. Hashtag. This is America. I don't see nobody's body at work. I've seen girls come in the hoochie mama dresses at church. Well, yeah, that's that wild. too, but that's another topic. Okay, that is another Shit. topic. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's that whole mentality of like, well, you were asking for it, and so, and now as my property, I can take a hold of you and I can do whatever you want. I want to you, you mm-hmm. know, and that's where it's like, whoa, I that's agree. wrong. And that's where it could so also becomes you, physical and violent. But now going back to the whole Harvey Weinstein launch pad. Because I'll say, I remember, it was October, I'm reading the news, and I'm like, he got in trouble. I have always wanted to be an actor, and my way into acting Uh was stand-up comedy. Okay. And before realizing I can get on stage and tell jokes, I would network and go to actors conferences i would go to networking events with directors and producers and casting agents and i cannot tell you how almost each and every time it would turn into a let's go back to my place and let's get to know each other a little more yeah i'm talking to a dude i'm like all right sure the casting why not couch yeah i i was invited to several casting couch tryouts by men and when I wasn't playing stupid. I was absolutely stupid because I had no idea what was about to happen. No, yeah, no, yeah. And when I realized what what avenue they wanted me to stroll on, that's when I was like, hell no. I absolutely am not down with this. I cannot do this. So then I was like, you know what? Forget it. I don't want to be an actor. And then when I think about Hollywood, I thought, hey, whose name is on almost every film? Harvey Weinstein. I'm like, wow, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. And then I'm like seeing him falling and I'm, I, I, I'm wondering what happened? What happened? And what happened? 
way too much happened. Mm-hmm. Okay? His wife, Georgina Chapman, and now I'm going to throw the ball at her. She comes out and she says that she cannot believe her husband's behavior. Now, honestly, women know who the who they're with. They know who in their guy? relationship. How long they have, she they have daughters. Uh-huh. Long enough to have children. Yeah, right, Georgina. And when you That's have what I gotta say. an actress like Rose McGowan yeah. that he forcefully performed oral sex on her, okay? I don't know how a man forcefully performs oral sex. I can't even begin to imagine it. I won't even bother Googling it, okay? But she says he forcefully performed oral sex on her. And then I'm looking at his wife. His wife is a, a younger a very younger woman, younger than him, She's attractive. She's very attractive. I'm pretty sure that his character wasn't, hey, I'm going to serenade this one and send her flowers every day until she's my wife. I'm pretty sure she had to be privy to some of his behavior. I'm, I'm pretty sure she that she was. The thing is that it's also... What do I do? I need to get ahead in my career because she's a the fame. She's a designer. She's one of the two O team of the designer from Marchese um, gowns, the ones that you see on on uh, Oscar red carpets and all of that. And so, there is that thing of like, oh my God, I have to put up with this. I also need to get ahead in life, and I need to go and you know get my career going. But so, there's also no, it doesn't so, make so, it right. No, so, I got I gotta ask this because you know there that. With everything that's going, you got all these, you got a couple of ladies in Trump administration right. that, that are working for this man. And I wonder every day, this man has been alleged by 19 women. 19. Yeah, that's enough. That's 19 a lot. 19. That's a lot. Of that's sexual harassment. You're working for him. Now, not only have you disregarded these 19 women, you have gone in cahoots with the president calling these ladies liars you're a woman you are disregarding this woman's courage to come up that is and a, say that's something a big problem that's a big problem a and you're good. saying she's a liar you're right there's a correspondent that as of recent made a complaint on nbc and then she basically stopped the reporters that were interviewing her in their tracks because they asked her why didn't she report it sooner she was like excuse me the question you should be asking me was did i feel safe and encouraged Mm -hmm. enough to share my experience that should be your first question so that's where we're going first so now with that question let's invite mary to tell us a little bit more about the process of which one goes about reporting inappropriate behavior and sexual harassment yes you know it's it's really unfortunate so we encourage it and one of my big things is that as this country we only have legislation in two states right now where it's mandatory to go through sexual harassment training in your company every year right as two states only only two states what states oh, wow so right now it's just only Connecticut, two states Connecticut out, out and of California. the 50 states excuse, two states yeah just Connecticut guys, and California if that doesn't seem to you to be a problem there's something wrong with y'all. Not to mention okay. that the states are one coast and the other coast. <laughs> exactly. Okay. exactly. Two states? This year, um, thankfully, New York will be one of the states that gets added that has that legislation. But, right, it's still not something that we currently do. So what do we do? We give someone a job. You get how much paperwork that you have to go through mm-hmm. and read and sexual harassment is somewhere in there. We probably skim through it and we talk about it, but then we probably never revisit it in your entire career again. And then you're just looking at what are the office politics? What's culture? It makes it very difficult to feel comfortable to say like, hey, who do I partner with in human resources? Who can I feel comfortable coming to and having these conversations when it's something that we never talk about, right? And then there's a level of comfort that happens in offices that I'm sure you guys are familiar with. And even depending on what industry you're in, there is a culture of we should be friendly. And if I'm in sales, then I have to flirt to get my sales up. If I'm a waitress or in hospitality, right? I have to get my tips because that's how I earn my money. And I think that that is where we have to shift. We don't create a culture where we're encouraging people to be the best versions of themselves Boom. and allow that to be enough. You're absolutely right. That's what I absolutely is. agree with you on that. None of them do. And everyone's guilty of it. I don't care what your sexuality is, who you are. They're all guilty of it, mm-hmm. especially 
especially in the hospitality business because I'm in the hospitality business. And I can tell you this, it doesn't matter whether you're gay, you're straight, when that manager wants you to make that sale, he tells you make that sale. Yes. And that's where we go wrong. 17 years working in music business, I started off working at companies that were based out of California due to, you know, um, documents that I had to sign. Every time I left a company, I'm not really allowed to mention them if I ever want to talk about the things that I went through. But I'll tell you, my very first time leaving New York altogether, I'm out in Burbank, California. I'm at what they call training camp for this you know, prominent music and film distribution company. And I'm, you know, happy. You know, I'm, ma- I'm making something of myself. My, you know, I come from, you know, a, a family of Latinos, Latino immigrants, that all they understand for work is punch in, punch out. Creativity has nothing to do with the process of making money. It's punch in, punch out. You have a boss, you kiss your boss's ass, you're lucky that you still have a job. Uh, Making money and you go home. And And all of a sudden, I'm telling my family, look, I'm going to Cali. I'm going to be out in Burbank, California for two weeks, and I'm going to be learning about programs that help me, you know, learn how to better sell music and market it and all this other stuff. And my first night there, I'm treated to a full-on group sex show in my hotel room by my superiors. So I'm 22 years old. What should my reaction have been? And you're a male. Think about that. Damn, this is a man having to go to this. I would like to know what did Roman feel? What did Roman think? And what did Roman do? I was, I'll, I'll tell you, I was, first off, the, the, my bosses, I completely looked up to them up until that point. I recall the following morning going to, you know, meet with each one of them in their offices. And I'm looking around and I see a wedding picture and a, and a picture with their children. And then I'm thinking to myself, what an empty liar. What an empty mm-hmm. lying person you are. Because it's... It's behavior that had never up until that moment crossed my mind. You know, as a man, yes, I have certain curiosities. As a man, I have certain desires. But the curiosity and desire does not mean I'm going to act out on them. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to nonchalantly open a door and invite people that I barely know, especially if I'm someone's boss at a prominent company and be like, hey, right through this door, everyone, take your clothes off. Come with me. I mean, there's people that get down like that and I don't knock them. But what I'm trying to say is that was a moment where I could have immediately said, hey, me too. You know what? It's funny. I'm going to share something because you did. I'm going to share it. I was with a traveling theater for three years. I studied with them and did some of their showcases with them. One of my showcases got viewed and uh, by a, a producer from Broadway. And uh, he, he liked my presence on stage. He loved the way uh, I spoke. He said, you have a commanding voice. You have this. And I was just like, and of course, you know, I'm a young kid. I'm just like, wow, this is my second year with this theater group. And I'm just like, oh, snap. You know, and so uh, he invites me out. We start having some drinks. We have uh, uh, dinner and everything's on him. And then it, it winds up going back to his place. Now, mind you, this is all happening. I'm just like, okay, I, th- th- I'm getting a little uncomfortable because how we all is leading back to his place. So when we get to his place, uh, he laid it down on the line for me. He told me straight up, you know, I, I, I like you. I like, you know, I, I want you. I think you're perfect for this role, this Broadway production I got going on. And he told me what it was going to consist of me in order to get it. He wanted to Ricky your Martin. Oh, hell yeah. He wanted to <laughs> ring my bell. He wanted to Robbie and your I'm Rosa. just like, wow. And that was my first experience. I was just like, and I'm looking at him. I was like, are you, are you for real, man? He's like, I'm absolutely for real. I th- and, and when I saw the look in his eyes, I was just like, this guy is for real. Vanessa, share an I think, experience. I think, Go well, for it. What I think right now, what I wanted to say was that I think it's beautiful to hear you guys um, actually open up about these things because I feel that that is what is going to really help women with the Me Too movement and everything because women, we can do our part, but we also need men as our allies. And we need our brothers to come and, and say, you know what, this happened to me also. And it's it was not okay. scary, though. It's not okay. It was it's very scary. scary. I was like, holy yeah. crap. You know, and this it's, guy's for real. 
No, yeah, yeah, it happens. Have you an experience, Eric, that you oh, might want? Oh, hell no, because um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say one thing. I d- definitely wanted to say was if you guys are telling the truth, I um oh, commend what oh, you're uh, saying. Uh, yeah, the truth. Well, that's, that's, I commend what you're that's saying. That's the first time I'm what sharing you're doing. this. I'm like, damn. No, no, no. But I, on a serious note, like I think it takes a lot of bravery to do that, and. In any industry, you know, people are trying to put their best foot forward. And anytime you have to compromise your goals and your beliefs in order to, you know, to, to get ahead, it doesn't feel like it's worth it in the long run. Um, did anything like that happen to me? I mean, call me naive, but like, I think there's friendly people all over the world, all over the place. And I think that's another thing that's happening with this whole climate. You don't know what, when someone's trying to be nice. You don't know if you're being too nice, too friendly, too forward, too this, too that. It's just everything's kind of getting muddled where everybody's I, just back. I want to get into that. But ladies, yeah. do you have an experience that you? want to speak about or well, I was going to say I think it's really funny that that there's three women on this panel and none of us have spoken yet <laughs> that's what I'm saying that's what you know I mean there there are so many I mean I've worked in the music it's industry so now many. for for a, all my adult life basically there have been times where maybe I haven't been pretty enough for a job and that's the reality I remember walking into an interview and my interview got canceled because one of the other prospective interviewees came in with a skin tight jumpsuit with a zipper all the way down to her navel. My interview not only got canceled, but never got, they never rescheduled it. And I knew at that moment when I saw her walk in, I was like, I'm not getting this. Job. What did that make you feel as a woman viewing another woman? How did that make you feel? Well, not, not, I mean, you know, if that's how she felt she needed to portray herself, then hey, you do you. You know what I'm saying? That's not how I get down. And I've been told in the past that I was never going to get anywhere in this business because I would not sleep around, I did not take drugs, and I would not take money. See, that is horrible. That's beyond worse than sexual harassment. Bullshit. You know why? Because what they're doing is they're morally de- not, not, decaying. Not, not, not told but that. you know not, what? But, but you, you don't just, you sure as hell well, don't have right. to believe that. No, and I, I didn't believe yeah. that. And I said to that person, I said, you know what the truth is that if that's what i have to do to get ahead in this business then i don't want to be here Mm -hmm. you know and i did make it and i have done amazing things in my career and based on my talent yes yes Um, and for the longest time people would say to me oh you're a lesbian because i wouldn't go out with any of the musicians or any of the the people within the industry you know that 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 freaking manolo from scarface you're lesbian lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny i mean that that is the culture that we create right the same thing i can say very similarly that for me i've i started at a lower level position in my company and i've been able to work my way up but a lot of that has been you know, when people have asked me about my relationship status, I've tried very hard to maintain a level of professionalism in my career and I keep my personal life very separate. And yet I've been accused of being a lesbian because I don't talk about my sex life at work. You're not supposed and, to. Yeah, By women or men? Both. Wow. By both. Right. And and there's this perception of, oh, you're not you're not sleeping with so and so or you're not flirting enough or you're not doing enough. So you must be a lesbian. And I don't know when that became a thing that we would accuse people of their sexuality. It got so bad to the point that one time I felt like I had to defend myself, which is very unfortunate, right? We should never be put in these positions. And I said, you know what? I'm not a lesbian. And they said, oh, you are. You just don't know it yet. What? That's, no. that's a form of harassment. Like, that's that is. not that okay. has, I think that, that wait, has wait, happened wait, to wait, me wait. also. Did, did, uh, I have to, did a man actually say that to you? Was that a man that said that to you? Yes. What a ooh man! Well, that has happened to me, but it's like like you mentioned, it's it happens from both women and men, and that's important to know that there are women who carry this philosophy and this mentality also, and it starts sometimes with our mothers, who when we're growing up and they're actually saying like, oh no, your brother ha- he can't he's not gonna clean and he's not gonna wash the dishes. Your brother has to go out and, and play. Your brother can do whatever, but you're the little girl and you have to clean, wash, do everything that mommy tells you to do, and be a good woman. Did that happen to you? Oh well, that didn't happen to me because my mom's very progressive. My mom didn't play that. I did see it happening with my cousins, right. and I saw it happening with you know other neighbors and their kids and everything. It's that that's it. That's in our culture, and so it comes to the point of it's like it's not just a mentality that's pervasive in men, but it also comes from women from yeah. women mm-hmm. or or men that grew up with women and men that tell them not to show emotion 
men don't right. cry boys don't cry so they learn and they grow up not knowing how to communicate so instead of being able to say oh to a girl oh i'd like to take you out i'd like to buy dinner whatever you're beautiful whatever now they got to go to force now they got to go to trickery drugs and all this other stuff and one thing i want to say is a person that i want to blame for a lot of this is tiger woods when all these allegations came out about him that kind of started the ball but i think women shouldn't feel like they don't feel safe enough to come out and come forward because somebody like a Monica Lewinsky, when she did that, I mean, she blew up the White House, but people still respect her. Cigar sales went well, no, through no, no. the roof. They, uh, no, I don't know. She was, <laughs> no, but so did blue, dress, blue, blue dresses and, um, and her book. Mm. But um, Yes, but, but she even still to this day, there's a lot of opportunities that she probably missed out on because she was viewed not as a victim. She was viewed as oh my goodness, you're the one that spoke against the president. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't being viewed as a victim. If she came out today, what would you, do you think she would be a victim? And to me, it seemed like she always kind of played around with it. Like, it was almost like a joke. Like, yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. It wasn't really, I don't know. Maybe I she think was, she was, I was very also naive a kid at the time. and very young. Yeah, very young. I don't I think, think she, so, too. I don't I think, think we should I blame. Think, I think Mana Lewinsky made a real stupid choice. Yes. That's naive. To a degree, she mm-hmm. made a really bad, uh, uh, and, but I'm not going to, Say Bill Clinton didn't play his part. I wasn't there in the old. Oh, and he lied about it. Look, every 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 person in power. I'm sure she regretted her decision. Part of what the part of what the problem is when it comes to sexual misconduct, sexual harassment. One thing across the board, prevalent with every single case, is that there are men in power, from Anthony Weiner, Elliot Spitzer. To freaking, you want to talk about Tiger Woods? I'll blame Kobe Bryant. You understand? Let's not forget Bill Cosby. Let's not. You know what? And then we all, look, even Stan Lee, his 94-year-old okay. senile mind. Listen, we got Tom Brokaw, okay? even even Tom Brokaw. And now he's got more than 10 women coming in his defense, yet they still have these other women who have said that he is guilty of sexual harassment or they're alleging him of it it makes you wonder well who's lying who's not and none of us can say who's lying who's not lying who's telling the truth i'm gonna say something about hugh hefner hugh hefner has to go down in history as the best host the best host opens the door to his mansion and if you fit a certain criteria you were able to stay there wow that doesn't mean you had to do things because i know people that actually lived in the playboy mansion and it was just a happening place. Listen, I'll give this. I'll give you this. I'll no. give you this. The ladies loved him. All right, they, they did. loved that. But that was that money. Old, it was because of money. They, loved they were him. treated like property. Power. So. Power. So I don't know that he did any good. Well, we, but we can't say that he did any bad. All right, fair enough. They, we there can't there prove were it. ladies that loved him. And that's the thing. Women chose to be there. There, and women and women go. worked to get into the magazine. But somebody like a and I think to Anna, them, Anna remind Nicole you, Smith. Right, Lisa, they worked hard. They worked hard to get to where they're getting. You can't take that away from them. No, yeah, that's but, true. You can't take and, that away from and, them. But and, it did, in their regard it, to their business, it did. It did also like contribute because now other women who did not did not want any part of that lifestyle had to somehow play into okay. this fantasy for yeah. other men. Understood. Now, Understood. A, a while back, I would say like a year ago, there was a winner or a contestant. Let me not say winner. There was a contestant from American Idol, a female rocker, who had gotten accused by her former roommate that she forced her into lesbian sex and also forced her into a lesbian relationship. I don't, I don't know, know if you guys remember that. I don't mean to laugh at that. was kind of funny. The first part, yes. Force somebody into doing something because after all, a relationship that goes back into look, look at look at how how athletically fit Harvey Weinstein is. I don't know. Meanwhile, he's still. For, I, and I'm I'm not even trying to make Harvey light of it. Weinstein had one thing. There's a difference. Power. Hold on. I want to talk power. About, now that you guys mentioned that, I want to talk about something that one of Matt Lauer's accusers actually said. She describes feeling like a hostage because even though that relationship was consensual, he was in a position of power. And so you're in a situation where you consent to it because even though it's not something you want, you think, well, this is how I'm going to get ahead in my career. And so what do you do in that situation, right? You want to keep your job, you want to grow, and you're being told that if you don't do this, you're not really going to go anywhere. What do you do? If you go that route, you're not helping yourself. 
You're not. Can we let a woman you're, answer you're, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let a woman no, answer now, this. Now, now, there's, afterwards, there's two. usually what happens is years later, which is what's happening right now, the allegations come. But it was consensual. You didn't say, yeah, it was consensual. Consensual. And that's, that's what's troubling when they say, okay. Well, the thing is that some women can say, okay, and, you know, and be bothered by it. And then other women could be, turn it around and be like, I'm going to say okay, but you know what? I'm going to get ahead. And this one, I'm going to remember this. So you're saying you they know? do it with the intent to say something later? No, 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 later. no, 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 no. That's, that's just another form of, of thinking. Just asking. But the thing is that I don't, I can't stand here and be like, I'm going to judge this woman for yeah. her choices. Because that's just like, what do you do? I it's it's hard. It's really hard when you know that you have have limited opportunities. That doors don't open that easily for you as a woman in 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 any position of power. What do you do? Hopefully, we change the climate. That is why we're here talking about this because we want to change that so that women don't feel like they have to make that decision. There should be sure. mandatory sexual harassment etiquette classes. All right, in elementary Always. school. Yeah. However, <laughs> however. Place. How often do we allow fear to make these decisions for us, right? Yeah. She doesn't know what would have happened if she would have said no to the relationship, mm-hmm. right? It was consensual. And there's no exactly. way for any one of us to be able to answer that. You don't know. Her career could have completely tanked. However, the circumstances are that sometimes we allow fear to make these decisions for us. And we'll wait 15 years before we come out and say, hey, this happened or me too. And that's really part of our culture that we need to change and there where needs to we're be. at today i i, I yeah, think that I sex is the ultimate bargaining chip i think sexuality is an amazing key and it can be used in favor of where you're trying to go but you can also build a trap for yourself right right see i I look at all this social media culture and i look at all the the way people portray themselves online and i make it my duty now my generation you know what everybody in here we're pretty much the same generation we still knew what life was without computers yeah and at the same time we also knew stranger danger and one thing that you become extremely inviting of when you put yourself in on the internet in a very sexual way stranger is danger. super stranger danger. Exactly. Listen, I'm a 40-year-old man, and I have to admit I had to deactivate my messengers, my WhatsApp, my private messaging and everything because the messages I get were disgusting. The pictures that people would send me were horrible. I I have a 13-year-old son who I have to look out for and be an example for. And the last thing I want is for him to go through my phone, open up exactly. a message that says, hey, my blank is hot. I need your blank. Call me now. And I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need this. It's true. Okay, I don't need this. The other one that I really wanted to get into is that it is very important, everyone listening to this podcast, um, it takes a village. It absolutely takes a village. And we have to raise our youth correctly. If Even if they did not come from your loins, take an opportunity to educate them on the importance of portrayal and behavior because you look at some of these pictures these children are not even old enough to hold down a driver's license all right but their sexual drive is to like it's in a different planet already yes and i'm like you're 14 you're 15 i have parents that come up to me and be like listen my daughter's a singer and i want her to become famous what should i do i exactly tell them make sure she does great in school uh, make sure you get her a vocal coach. Maybe she should learn how to play an instrument and don't let her over-sexualize herself. Because the moment you allow that to happen, someone will take advantage mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. I have other women that come up to me and say, hey, my child, my daughter, um, she needs a photo shoot. Can you get her a photo shoot? I said, you know what? I'm going to get you a photo shoot and I'm going to get a woman to take a picture of there her. You, you Until she reaches a certain age, make sure women take pictures of her because women will know exactly how to highlight her look. I made a mistake one time. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake one time with an artist, female artist at that. She went with her mom because she was underage to go get pictures taken. And the very first thing that the photographer told her to do was prop her ass up and put her hands down like in a praying mode. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, dude, her mom is right there. What What are you doing? He goes, no, this is what's going to sell. This is what people want. Mind you, this was a woman with an amazing voice, sounded like Janis Joplin, and played three instruments. Yet, 
the photographer only felt the need to prop her ass in the air and make it look like she was begging to get smashed from behind. There is an absolute distort view of sexuality by very powerful men. Their power distorts their view of everything. Men are lions. We are absolute lions. Men with right. power are the worst. Men with power okay, are so okay. The reality is that there are more men than women in powerful positions. Thank you. And let's move away a little bit from the entertainment industry because we already that's that's out there. Everybody it's knows. Like everybody knows it. It's right? really everywhere. Look, yes, but I don't what care I'm saying is, well, we're political talking- figure, entertainment, music, whatever it is, it's all male dominated. This is what it's all male dominated. of chefs and 54% of managers of restaurant managers are men. There are 2.5 million waitresses and waiters working under $3 an hour. Tips is how they make their money. And I know this for a fact because I've known people who've worked as waitresses and waiters, right? And this was a report recently done by Nightline. Think about how waiters and waitresses are portrayed on TV. They're hot. They're shaking their thing. Mm -hmm. They're getting on a bar. And what is the one thing in sales that we are always taught? Because I've done sales too. Sex sales. No, not sex sales. No, no. What's the one thing that we're taught? Well, I know like flirting is a very, very big part of driving sales, right? And you want to make the customer feel comfortable. And how do I make you feel comfortable? But I have to smile. Like I've worked for companies where smiling is actually like a description that the associates have to have. Which is insane, right? Like, and obviously, like, a smile is inviting, but we're also, like, creating that you have to smile and you have to be happy and you have to be, like, very attentive and very flirty. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that can't be the end-all, be-all. And we create a culture where that's how we drive sales, right? You have to make the customer feel comfortable and whatever that is, make someone feel like they are going to spend all their money in this store. And we do that by making them feel comfortable and maybe flirting and giving them compliments that you probably wouldn't really give someone if that were, you know? No, it's absolutely true. It's like, I mean, I was a bartender also at one point and it's just like, it's it's one of those things where I would just listen to people's stories and constantly be and get hit on and everything. I did not want to be there, but that's, that's our livelihood, especially because, with tips. Right, because what we're told is that the customer is always right. Right. But why is that wrong? Like, I, if we're trying to run a business, if we're doing stuff, I don't see nothing wrong with reaching out to people, with showing a smile. Like, I went to McDonald's earlier today, and the guy was a little dry, and it left me a little salty, because I know that if I would have went to In-N-Out Burger <laughs> over in California, they would have been very nice, very friendly. And, and so for me, I think the problem is, uh, there was a word that you had mentioned, when it becomes flirting. Like, that's outside of the job description. Being nice, being friendly, showing a smile, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I think that the the lines need to be drawn a little bit clearer. Well, it's so hard to draw those feel. lines. You know, that mm-hmm. it's hard it to draw hard. those lines because I'm a male and I'm in the serving business too. I will never forget one night I'm work. I get a table of four ladies, very nice ladies. They were, you know, I mean, uh, they were all attractive, but I was, I'm doing my job. By the end of the night, I get this paper that says how one of them wanted to take me home and pulled my hair, and I was a little like, 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 cause I was taking it back. I'm just, and I'm just trying to do my job. Just, and I'm saying to myself, well, 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 how do I, how, how do I continue doing this when I make my money and I don't offend these ladies, you know? Because I, you know, I was uncomfortable. Some of the things that they wrote on that paper made me uncomfortable. But did you think maybe I'll try this one day with somebody else? <laughs> did it open up your mind? Yeah, did it? No, I'm gonna be honest. I was trying to make some money that night. I'm gonna be real, but I was what? actually what? very uncomfortable. So he got paid that night. the money in the way I'm supposed to make my money, which was taking the ladies' orders, and that's the way I made it. So with that said, but I okay. felt very uncomfortable with, with what they were proposing and how they were writing it down on the pay I was just like Lord really well now I want to ask you this right would you have gone to your boss and said I felt uncomfortable in this situation and what would have been done about you know it? what I actually showed him it I went to my manager my general manager I won't name names and when he looked at it he laughed and I started laughing and I looked at him and I said what's so funny he says I know you loved it and I was like no I'm actually very uncomfortable man I'm like and then we even started laughing more he was like 
Ed, are you serious? I was like, yeah, man. These women are saying some really freaking crazy stuff, man. And I couldn't believe it. They actually but wrote to me. But your boss's reaction is the problem in right. that situation. There you go. I'm not gonna say and, it wasn't. And that would happen everywhere, right? I mean, how? And you and laughed it off difficult. too. Because I, I had to. I did. Right. I did. Exactly. I so laughed it off. Because and that's what women have been doing for this eternity. Time. I yeah. think w- women are a hundred times more sexually free than men are. I think so. Men are very repressed. That's why oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's why when men have an opportunity to lay it on like that they do and it becomes almost uh but it looks bad a wave like a tidal wave at that it just looks bad you right know? that's the thing it's like that perception of like well you as a woman you need to keep your virginity you need to be this you need to be wholesome and pure and you cannot be the one initiating anything with men so we're, we're the ones that actually can to say say if we want to have sex or not it's not up to the guy very it's up true to the woman, yeah, absolutely you know? but yet we have all that guilt and all of that, like, oh my God, no, if, no, I shouldn't initiate this. I shouldn't be the I one. I mean, well, then, uh, that, that's something I would like to ask the ladies here on yeah, the panel today. What yeah. I would like to ask is, how do you feel about, because since sexual harassment is a problem at the workplace, how do you ladies feel about dating someone at the workplace? That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole That's a problem because that can happen. Right, but there are now rules in place for that to be the case, and you have to disclose. But it can happen. It Lisa, can happen. That's what the, I'm saying. Right, and it can it happen. It does. Well, there let's let's talk to our HR pursue, manager. Be, yeah, yeah. The HR, <laughs> we have her HR chance man. to speak. Thank you. How, what? How, how is that? How does that work in the HR department? So yeah, so like Lisa alluded to, right? You have to disclose that relationship, and it's very important that you guys don't work, aren't working in the same departments, or that you aren't working in the same store, right? If you're in a retail environment. So there are practices in place to kind of separate people, but at the end of the day, they're still going to create that kind of tension. You Bingo. can still create that tension. You said there's policy in place. Well, they have to have that because one, one of the things the corporations are very afraid of litigation and of being, you know, hauled to, to, to court because all of a sudden, if you do end up having this com- this situation where they are working together, if the relationship goes sour, the person could be like, well, I was forced to work with this person and da, 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 And that's why I felt like I had to have a relationship. And that's all. It's all the, my employer's fault. Mm. Part of it is, OK, say it ends up badly, you know, the woman or the man can accuse the other person of sexual harassment. Exactly. And now I want to get into people who lie about it and i want to i want to ask how do uh, companies go about investigating allegations well that, and that's just it right there are investigations in place there are questions that we have to ask surrounding the um so one thing that our company does is that if someone brings forth an allegation then we will pick a random day, right? Not tell anyone about it. And then we'll survey a pool of associates, not including the associates that were actually accused of sexual harassment at first, right? And then we have specific questions for those people that were accused of sexual harassment. That sounds like torture almost. Yeah, but based on the pool, that's where you get like a real sense of, is this true or not? If you can get enough people that work in the company to say, yeah, you know what? I did notice inappropriate behavior from this person. Then you can see that okay, maybe these allegations actually do have some validity. Substantiated. To them. Yes. You, have, you know you what? Before we really got into this, we we were we were all in accord that it's people in power that are being accused of these things. And I found something very interesting. It was an article written in one of the New York papers, which stated that City Hall has 500 employees, yet in one year, that merited 1,312 complaints of sexual harassment within one year. And of those 1,312 complaints, 221 of them were substantiated. That cost New York City taxpayers $6.2 million in payouts, in settlements, payouts, okay? So we're complaining about a city that barely has space for students in schools and we barely have resources to run our city yet we do have 6.2 million dollars to pay out for 221 substantiated sexual harassment cases now that's city hall now let's look into the department of education which is also very rampant it is a cesspool of sexual harassment i will say every other day you hear about kids being you know touched and and all this other stuff 
But the actual Department of Education has about, it says here, 10,000 workers, okay? And there are almost 471 complaints in the Department of Education. And throughout the period of four years, only 1.5 of those cases were substantiated. Now, here's something even more interesting. The Department of Sanitation registered, these are, we're talking about garbage men. That's the word that we all know, right? These are the garbage men. Yeah, like 21 cases in the last five years of sexual harassment. So, ladies and gentlemen, our garbage men in New York City have, a, have way better lowest, sexual conduct the lowest than our teachers. Exists, right? than our, like, yes, but, but not, had, no, it's not as bad. It's what, going no, no, no. to exist. I think what we see is the men in power, but I think it happens everywhere. Women complain about catcalling. They talk about men being rude and disrespectful all over the spectrum. So, I don't think it's just men in power. I, I just think those are the ones that are more visible. I firmly believe this is a, it's not a man or woman thing. This is going to take us all together to be like, this is not accepted and will not be tolerated, period. Marvel has a superhero called Punisher. Now we need one called Punish Him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Or well, well, you know what? Also, like another thing is, is for Trump, his mentality is very old school. It's very like when he'll say, oh, it was, it was just locker room, you know, locker talk. room talk. And he doesn't. I don't. I think there's there's this disconnect, generational Absolutely. disconnect, where they don't understand that that's not acceptable. It's pigs, Absolutely. pigs finding a way Absolutely. to just justify being pigs. Yeah. And what makes it worse is when you have you other know, pigs justifying that behavior. Let's, let's, when you have enablers. But going back to what you said with the, with the astronomical payouts that the city has had to make for these litigations and everything like that, it's like that's something that can be mitigated if we had more um, training and sexual harassment training at the workplace. That's the what work we place. need. There's actually an insurance company mm-hmm. that just dedicates themselves to paying out settlements and hushing people up when sexual harassment occurs in corporations. That's There's a, an insurance wow. policy that you can buy in. People, you take this payout and you can't speak about what happened to you. Isn't Wait a minute. So, like, now so your human resources money. department or some human resources department such as yours actually approves that and says it's okay to do that? Well, what happens is that if if someone gets paid a settlement and what, what can happen is that when women accept money for... You know, instead of going through the, the full litigation, then what happens is that they're asked to sign a non-disclosure, right? And Pull they're a Stormy asked to Daniels. speak it again. Because yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, you're going to take this money and you're going to be quiet and keep it moving. Every entertainment company that I worked in, my man, I've approved checks for abortions. I've approved checks for all kinds of nonsense. Okay. Non-disclosures. And I have to sign it. I have to sign an NDA saying I will never ever say the name of the entity or the artist or the person involved with such and such. And I'm like, I right, whatever. I don't care. I'm out. You know what? I don't have a guilty conscience because those were not my acts. All I was doing was conducting myself in a professional manner and making decisions based on the interests of the company. I don't care about the artist. I cared about the company. I was a company man. I wasn't about the artist. You know, there was. Go ahead. You wanted to get into something. No, what I wanted to say was that to your point about that being being a company man is that the thing with people feeling like they can't go to HR and and I speak from experience in this is that you don't necessarily feel like the HR department has your best interests at at heart because at the end of the day they're representing the company. No, I agree. Uh, They don't. To the point to the point where I remember there was an incident once where I could not report it because the person that I felt was being extremely disrespectful, they were dating the boss. Oh, so I was in a position where I couldn't really say anything because I could lose my job and it was a job that I loved at that. So what did I do? I went through, at the time, the security department had this thing in place where you can go and make an unofficial, you know, you can accuse like somebody. Anonymous. Like anonymous. It was an anonymous thing. Well, what's the point of and that? And it would, it would go in a file. It would go in a file. And if ever, ever it came up that this person was doing it to someone else it or it got really bad, then it they would get your permission to get an investigation. But that's crazy. That's like saying you're accusation gets no merit that's crazy and i'm i'm sorry you had to go to that man and it's true though right we we say that you can have anonymity right because we want you to feel protected and we want you to come forward but what does anonymity do right it also creates 
barriers for us as a corporation right so like as a human resources person if you come to me and you say that you want to be anonymous that's fine but then there are going to be questions that i can't ask because once i ask those questions it can reveal your anonymity Mm -hmm. and then if it is say something specific to where it was just towards you it makes it almost impossible for the hr representative to have your back and to come forward and to be able to create and correct these bad behaviors that happen so it's like a really unfortunate thing and companies encourage anonymity all the time because we want people to come forward then you come forward and we can't do anything about it it's scary nonsense it's absolutely scary nonsense i think the hypocrisy is what really gets me well to the point of that right with this whole Me Too movement and just this whole movement of women banding together, you know, against sexual harassment, 51% of women don't think that the movement will make it any better for them. And even sadder, 20% think that there'll be fewer opportunities because of it. And the interesting thing about this is I saw an interview uh, with a restaurant owner and he said, I'm a mom and pop shop. If somebody comes here and sues me for sexual harassment or accuses any of my my employees of sexual harassment or the managers, I'm out of business. And so what happens? They're going to think twice before they hire a woman. They're going to think twice of the type of person that they hire. Does this movement really open the doors for us in the way that we hope it does? I think that that's where we as women have to take control and actually say, okay, well, we understand that you're a mom and pop. Well, now we're going to go and set up our own establishment and have our own restaurants and have our own things and put ourselves in positions of power so that we can build an environment that can allow women to thrive and to have the the, the opportunities that they they want, that they need. You know, I, I do, I hear the argument at times when, where men are like, well, now I don't hire women or I feel uncomfortable with a woman in, you know, being alone with her in a room. And it's kind of like, no, we shouldn't take, go to that extreme. I understand that there should probably be a third party, you know, overseeing everything. But then there's confidentiality issues. There's so many things that come up. But then the problem is that we don't have women in positions of power to allow other women to feel comfortable or to give those other opportunities to women. So now as women, we need to start creating positions of powers for ourselves. I don't want to piggyback on you mm-hmm. on that because you're absolutely right. That is what needs to happen. You have to come together. You have to do something. You have to say, I'm not going to tolerate this no more. As an example is that the Harvey Weinstein film production got bought out by women. Thank you. And that is my point. I will say that there are predators everywhere. So, you know, what I mean by that is if you make a company all females, there's still going to be problems in there. But I also want to give credit to the women that are doing that. I feel like more and more I'm seeing all these businesses, like especially like in the creative world. So production companies that are run by women. I think about Beyonce. At one point, she had like an all female band, all female, like whatever. That's great. I mean, it does take away from the males, too. And then it kind of creates a reverse situation. But I understand. Makes the males step up the game is what it does. Does, and but, there's nothing wrong I, with that. But I get that because I don't, I don't, I don't these, think there's anything on, wrong with that. Because these industries are male dominated, but at the same time, it's almost like um, what's that term? Affirmative action. Yeah. Affirmative yeah. action. So that's what it kind of. T- thank you. I appreciate that. I forgot. <laughs> so, well, sorry. It almost feels like th- these are shakeouts that have to happen in any, and mm. in, in order for mm-hmm. any change, and in order for us to, because we're all trying to learn and adapt to this new environment, new culture that we're in. So it's about, it's about like yeah. we're gonna have to try out and see. Okay, maybe we're pushing the pendulum a little bit too far now yeah. to the women. Maybe we need to balance it back, and we'll get it right. We won't get it right, hundred percent. Right yeah. But it'll take it'll take a while. Yeah. Well, my problem is that why is the fear of like the biggest fear is money, right? So I'm afraid yeah. of the repercussions of my business closing because I'm gonna have to pay out the settlement, not because of something inappropriate that one of my employees did. That's Cultur- a good point. Culturally, we value our money more than mm-hmm. we do other people's feelings. I think that, more than that's other, one more of More than the, humanity. It's like more than morality yeah, and humanity. Yeah, this is we, very true. The question that came up earlier about if you had your career and you wanted to do better and then somebody takes you out or whatever or wants to date you, what do you do? It's kind of what Lisa said. She stuck by her guns. She did what she had to do to move forward. I think one of the things that I was saying is how low have we gotten that now the way that I see it is not all money is good money so just because you like want your career to excel doesn't mean that you have to sleep with everybody to get there I mean the whole point is uh, what to what extent are you willing to go to get what you want not a sexual that's the question not that it's wrong for bringing it up afterwards because usually that's what happens but you put yourself in that situation it's backwardness 
You gotta take some blame. Yeah, there has to be a level. You of have to take some blame. Yeah, but it's something that's been happening since since women have been in the workforce. I'm not disagreeing with that, Lisa. And but I'm saying if you accept it, I said if there is a woman who said I'm gonna do it. If there is a woman who has two, to take care of two kids. You know kids. what comes to mind? I'm going to tell you what comes to mind. Somebody and men, have, by the way. Don't, I, I, not just women, men as well. There was a film that came out a while ago, which was about a company that uh, basically brought a bunch of immigrants from south of the border into Cali and get them to work in some meat factory or meat place. And... What occurred was her husband got hurt on the job, but because he's an, an, an immigrant without documentation, he couldn't be, you know, tended to by the, you know, by doctors. And the owner of the company was like, well, I'm going to have to deport him. And she goes to beg him to the owner of the company to not deport him. And then what she immediately, immediately does is she bends over, oh, wow. you know, and then the guy winds up having sex with her and they were able to stay in the country and i'm like wow i i I didn't believe the turn that this that this film took you know and when i said that sex is the ultimate bargaining chip you know what it has nothing to do with looks sex is a bargaining chip let's go into the uh numbers the phone numbers the national hotline um for people to openly discuss any complaints about sexual harassment well you have the new york numbers if you want to do that one first if there's anyone that wants to report sexual harassment even if it didn't happen to you and you saw it happen to someone else supposedly this number if you call it and you report it there is a 24-hour turnaround time with when they start investigating so the phone number is 718-722-3131 and that's the commission on human rights for new york city or you can visit them online at new york city that's nyc.gov slash human rights so this goes above just sexual harassment if you see anyone's rights being violated please call 718-722-3131. Since laws vary from state to state, to speak with a trained professional, you can call the National Sexual Assault Hotline. That number is 800-656-HOPE. 800-656-HOPE. 800-656-4673. You can also chat online with someone at online.rain.org. I want to thank the panelists that were here today. Our lovely lawyer. Let us know where where people can reach out to you. Sure, you can reach out to me at at Vanessa Verduga official official with of course with a double F. I'm so used to saying it in Spanish that I got to explain to people that official is with double F. (laughs) But anyway, so it's uh, yeah, it's VanessaVerduga.com. Eric? Eric at HRTV24. That's my Instagram. Yeah, on there you could check out everything I'm doing. Mary, so we want to thank you for coming and speaking on behalf of corporations for the most part. Thank you, Mary. And and also sexual harassment is not just something that happens to you. It's something that you can see happening around you and you can also report that as well. And to end on an interesting note, one effect of this hashtag MeToo movement, sales of Barbie have gone up 24%. I don't know why, but hey, whatever. <laughs> hey. Hey. Something else, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode three. We want to thank you for tuning in and subscribing and sharing. And I want to say the SparkCast podcast now has an official studio home in the Bronx at The Shed Studio. Yeah. All right. So here we are. Thank you for being with us. All right. All right. With that being said, this has been the SparkCast podcast. Please make sure to log on your Facebook account and look for the Facebook fan page. And it's for the SparkCast podcast. And we also have an Instagram, which is at the SparkCast podcast on Instagram. So thank you very much. All right. Goodbye. Bye bye.